evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Rifleman Radio Show on the Appleseed Radio. <clears throat> the Appleseed Radio is brought to you by the Appleseed Project, which is the sole project of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. The Revolutionary War Veterans Association is an organization dedicated to teaching the fundamentals of rifle marksmanship and safety, while at the same time honoring those men and women who stood together on April 19th, 17th, been in America. Without them, we wouldn't have this nation who stood together on April 19th, 1775, and then for eight long bloody years afterwards. We can tell their stories. We can tell, we can tell folks about them, about the courage that it took, And in that way, we can honor them. And that's what we try and do. That's what we try and make sure that we're, that we're doing uh, every day of the week. Is while I'm reading off the list of events and stuff, if, uh, if I can get a couple of people to call in, if Rose will call in, uh, Western Rose, and then I don't see Hawk in the, uh, in the online chat, but if... Uh, if we can get Hawk to call in, because I'd like Hawk to to give us a rundown of the events that uh, that are already that are already closing out, because we've got a lot of events uh, that are selling out already. So I'd like him to come on, give us a uh, uh, give us a rundown. Proctor, Vermont, Sacramento, California, Washburn, Missouri, Yanceyville, North Carolina. I think it's a full thirty days ahead. Listen, uh, I've got Sam D here on the uh, on the show with me, and I want to tell Sam, I want to give him uh, uh, my thanks for the last year, uh, not just doing his state, but for running across the border and taking care of West Texas. I'm going, and uh, you, you do whatever you can do, and that's what I could do. Right. Happy to. Uh, and I want to thank you for doing that, Sam. Uh, just like you said, there's there's no thanks necessary, but there was nothing uh, there was nothing saying you had to do it either, and yet you did. You uh, got in your trusty vehicle and and uh, <laughs> nine times uh, during the year uh, ran over and took care of the uh, Texas side of the border. And I tell you, I, I want those if you will too. I know you said uh, that you sent me. A, he sent me a message. Okay, here we go. Here's the message here. <clears throat> it just came through. Uh, Rose wants to, uh, I'd ask you guys to send in uh, the names of folks uh, and their accomplishments and stuff so that, so that we can get the, uh, we can give them a, uh, you know, a pat on the back. That's, that is a pat on the back and acknowledge uh, the work that they're doing. So I asked you guys uh, last month if you've got uh, names of folks, <clears throat> you know, and what they've done. If you've got uh, some stories you want to tell about uh, how great a job somebody did uh, uh, at an event, etc. Call in, call in, tell me about it. And uh, uh, if you don't want to do that, send me a PM, and I'll write, I'll read it on the air. Uh, this is from uh, Western Rose says. <clears throat> You just want us to know that uh, uh, a fellow named Roland 
shot rifleman, and then joined his dad, who is E-E-R-T. Okay, here it is. She's explained it. That's tree spelled backwards for some reason, as in Idaho, I-I-T. Then den, or du, du as in Deuteronomy 1118, and E-E-R-T, pass their PC-1. You know that IMC is one of those areas that uh, uh, that a lot of folks are very, uh, uh, they're gun shy of because, uh, you know, it seems like it's, uh, it seems like it's something uh, uh, difficult, uh, and it is at times difficult to teach. Uh, So when you get a good, when you get a person who's, uh, who's got their IMC presentation down, that is a, that's a big plus. All right. Uh, updates from this past weekend. This is still from Rose. It says TDOW did an amazing job shoot bossing for the first time. Uh, let's see. Okay, now here's the update. True Tenacity did take the PC and moved up uh, to IIT4. Uh, still learning, passed his PC-3. Uh, Even Star told the story of Hezekiah Wyman. Lefty did a great job of... So we're not ever tired about uh, tired of hearing uh, about anybody's crew. All right. Okay, so did you get, uh, did you get your project built, Sam? Which one, Scout? <laughs> I don't know. I, we can hear you building something. Oh, I'm I'm doing a little uh, a little stock work here. I'm done for now, but uh, I'm always making sure. But uh, they're they're made really well. So you have the it's the regular the, the regular wood 1022 stock, and then it's uh, oh you know the, the butt stock section is just chopped up into six or seven pieces, and each one can be individually. Uh, uh, you know, unscrewed and uh, and taken off. <clears throat> and those uh, are real handy to have because we do get uh, a lot of uh, different people come, all sizes and shapes, and uh, it's nice when we can accommodate them when we have a... a uh, as the documentary pans out, and then he'll give us, uh, I'm sure he'll give us copies of it, and uh, we can certainly distribute them to... Uh, to the folks in the program. <clears throat> All right. Once again, if you uh, if you guys have somebody that that you would like to uh, give a pat on the back to, give a thumbs up, then uh, then please give us a call here, and uh, we'll let you get on the air and give it to them. Uh, the number is three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. Three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. And like I said, we uh, we could certainly do a better job of uh, of letting all of the folks know that uh, we appreciate what they're doing. I know a lot of times <clears throat> it sounds like uh, it sounds like a lot of the folks. In the, let's start off with you. Uh, let's. Uh, Let's hear the, the props from you for your New Mexico crew. <laughs> well, we put on a, a shoot with the oven on a couple weekends ago. 
up in Socorro. Dev and all shoot boss that. Jimmy and Duck Dog came out to instruct. And we had a, a, an IIT come down from Oklahoma whose name escapes me, but did a beautiful job up there. It was 106 degrees out there that day. Oh, well, I think we had 18 or 19 the last time, and I know that they, they went through almost 90 gallons of water for the weekend. So, <clears throat> well, it sounds like your crew is, uh, like your crew is really working out well. And uh, well, I certainly want to thank uh, all the folks there in New Mexico and, uh, and thank you again, Sam, too. Uh, uh, and I'm glad to have him with us. All right. And uh, just got a note from the folks here uh, on the chat that uh, K98AL was your Oklahoma uh, IIT. Well, he did a fantastic job out there, and uh, we were happy to have him with us. I think it's always a good thing when we get people from out of state come in. Uh, we learn from them. They learn from us. It helps me. We continue to do. And I tell the instructors that uh, that come here and develop uh, when I'm here that uh, I, certainly I love having them here, and uh, I like to have them there every weekend. But they have to make sure that they're, uh, that they're getting to other shoots, other parts of the state, that they're working under other shoot bosses and other instructors uh, in order to perfect their craft, you know, to hone their skills. And uh, and that's something that uh, that's something we need to make sure that all of the IIT will always be ready to steal any anything he sees uh, as far as uh, uh, teaching techniques and, and instructional uh, methods, and uh, be ready to uh, take that uh, take the the good parts that you see, and incorporate them into your own show. That's the, uh, uh, that's yeah, the that's, purpose. Of, uh, that was one of the greatest out. things. One of the greatest things about the Fort Stewart and Wismer shoots were that we got to uh, get uh, the thanks out uh, during the show today for folks. Uh, the thanks for the, the work that they're doing. If you have anybody that you would like to... Uh, to give a pat on the back and a, uh, a huzzah, too, then uh, call in. The number is 347-308-8790. <clears throat> All right. Uh, and, uh, Old Grunt, you're welcome to call in, too, and uh, give us a rundown in Oklahoma. Any of the rest of the, uh, the folks that are... Uh, state coordinators or shoot bosses, then uh, we welcome you guys to call in, too. Uh, what I was talking about earlier, uh, I see that uh, Moggett was, uh, just came in. What I was talking about earlier is that do we have a, uh, uh, we have a, a director who is filming a, uh, here now, uh, <clears throat> Uh, Edward Griffin uh, is in there. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to look through this to get to give you guys a, a list of all the folks, but 
Uh, it's a great, it's a, it's a huge number of folks uh, that have uh, folks that have written books uh, uh, on America, on the Constitution, on uh, on the financial policy will be concerned, which will be uh, the answers or, or possible answers to this. How can uh, we presented the uh, a lot of the uh, of the problems of the current problems facing America, uh, and how will we? How will we fix this? How are we going to make a difference? And uh, and so the Alpsy Project was going to get about uh, 10 to 15 minutes of the two-hour documentary uh, to present uh, our ideas. Uh, and the director has uh, he's got quite a few uh, great uh, credits behind him. And uh, and as this goes on, I'll keep you guys uh, posted on it. So that's. Uh, that's what's going on this weekend. <clears throat> All right, so uh, I see that uh, I see that Rose is trying to call in, but it's not showing up here. No one knew each other. I mean, we knew uh, everybody knew everybody uh, that was in the program, and uh, and it was just a few people and. The folks starting out, none of the folks uh, in the program had uh, doctorates in appleseedology or uh, or anything like that. And as far as I know, no one still does. Uh, hopefully they'll start uh, including that in uh, in college curriculums, but uh, right now they don't. So we can't. And we're doing the absolute best uh, that we can, uh, not just for the the folks who attend, but for the the members and the instructors also. Uh, so if it, if at times uh, you see some uh, some hiccups or uh, if you see something like that, then then just know that nobody has any uh, doctorate in uh, in in this. So we're uh, we're trying to to work out the problems, work out the processes of the absolute best way uh, to teach these, uh, to run these events. So so everybody, uh, just keep that in mind in your day to day day to day workings on the on the forum and with the Appleseed Project. And we're always looking for the best ways to do things, and we're always listening too. We're having in area code two zero eight. You're on the air. Area code two zero eight eight three five. You're on the air. Hold on. All right, now you're on the air. Now I'm on. Yeah. Area okay. code two zero eight. Welcome to the show. Who's this? This is Leslie of Western Rose. Oh, hey, how are you doing, Rose? Welcome to the show. Thanks. Uh, what well, else? Who else? Let's see. Patrick, still learning, he's my brother. He was telling some stories of a couple of Pfeiffers just this past weekend, and he did a great job doing that. He's he's a little bit nervous because he's 12, but he he really did a good job, and everybody really liked that. So that was really, really fun. He's 12? Yeah. What is the uh, youngest member of your family that's working with the program? 12, Patrick. 12? Okay. Yep. And... 
and their status, the oldest, in progress in different states. And it's really interesting because we've had, once we started instructing as a family, we've had several other families start being interested in instructing. We, we almost think it's like as soon as you get the first one, you'll get a bunch more. Right. Right. And, it, and, and that's good. You know, folks see, they see you working together as a family, and they see you doing something, something really meaningful together as a family, and they want the same thing. They want that. They want that you guys are doing there, you and your family, Rose, and then the rest of the folks, uh, also in Idaho, uh, that are giving their time, their energy, and devoting themselves to to making a difference. I'm not talking about making a difference in the program, the OPSI program. <clears throat> I'm talking about making a difference. Uh, in the nation, making sure that uh, that you're waking people up and that folks are understanding how important it is right now uh, that they get involved in ensuring uh, that the the freedoms and liberties that the nation affords us, that they're safeguarded. And uh, I thank you guys for that. Well, thanks. You know, that's one thing that was really good at this past it with Todd as the shoot class, it was his first shoot class, but he, he really put a lot more emphasis on the history than a lot of the shoot classes have, and we noticed a huge difference with the shooters, too, that they, it, something clicked in them. That was really cool. I've always been involved, uh, you know, to a certain extent, but they're finally old enough that they can, I can start getting them uh, more involved. Uh, now, they've always, uh, you know, when we have an event, they always, uh, uh, they're begging me, can we go, can we go down there, can we come with you? Can we go to the range with you? And uh, I take them when I can, but uh, usually their uh, their weekends are pretty solid with uh, work and with uh, church. Uh, but they want to come down as soon as they can, and then uh, as soon as the shoot's over, of course, the first thing they do is uh, is their message about folks possibly uh, getting involved themselves and becoming instructors. Uh, and then uh, sometimes we'll also uh, tell additional. Uh, parts of the history, uh, you know, there at the campfires. You guys have uh, like campfire get-togethers after your shoots? Um, not normally. We some we have something kind of like that without the campfire up in Coeur d'Alene. But in Lewiston, they've got a certain time that we have to be out, and so we don't do that down there. But One of the local escaped madmen, or. Uh, uh, you know, or the genetically uh, altered, uh, escaped, uh, scientific uh, grizzly bear, etc., something like that. <laughs> so we'll do a little scary campfire story there at the end. So uh, I'll tell you, folks, that uh, something that I saw there in Idaho that I liked and that folks ought to keep in mind is that those uh, after-the-shoot times, when things get just a little more relaxed and informal, that's an excellent time that I learned from uh, Junior Birdman, which is called the, the Huntley-Brinkley approach. And that is uh, when you start telling a story, you start telling the, the, the story, you get one of the IITs to start telling it. And then, uh, uh, like when they're first telling stories or learning to tell a story, it's easy for them to get uh, get get uh, get caught up somehow in some part of the story and uh, pressure them. Well, they know that you're there to, you can pop in and help them out and 
won't leave them flopping, looking bad. Like I say, they're relaxed. They're sitting back there in their camp chair, got a cup of coffee, and and uh, there, there's no pressure. You're not on the stage. You're just having a a conversation with your friends. Right, and uh, it does. It makes it a lot easier now. You know, I mean, I I had spoken to people before I started the, with Appleseed. I had spoken to people before, but they want you. We want the instructors to tell it passionately, and we want them to to be invested in the story. We want it to mean something to them, and we want them to convey uh, that to the folks who are listening, convey the idea that it means something to them. And that can be scary because what you know, what it's kind of asking you to do is to, uh, is to open yourself up and show that passion uh, to a bunch of folks you know, you've never met before. You know, Sometimes that's a bit rough. If you feel strongly about it, it makes it easier to do. And when you put emotion into it, people listen. And if you tell it in such a way that it's affecting you, that it lights up your fire and gets you going, you've got their attention too. And the more you do it, the better you'll get, and the better you get, the more you'll want to do it. Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, and you're absolutely right. You know, when I, when we're talking to the IITs, especially like in the art, from telling the story so many times and watching uh, the attendees while other folks are telling the story, they want you to succeed. The attendees, they want your story to go well. They want you to succeed. They're rooting for you. Uh, so you should never, as a new IIT telling a story, or even as an old Leatherneck telling a story, you should know that nobody there is waiting for you to put the wrong date in or to trip or stumble over uh, some part of the story. They're actually all rooting for you, is in us now as it was in them then. What is your uh, what is your favorite section of the story, Sam? Well, I think my favorite's the second strike. Uh, and, and I couldn't tell you why. I guess maybe it's just because that's when everybody really started coming together. Uh, we had people from out of town getting into Concord, and uh, people were starting uh, starting to get unified, thinking a little closer and tighter, and not about themselves, but about the people next door and in the town next door. You got people from Acton and Bedford coming in there, and, and it's just starting to get big. It's getting big. Rose, what about you? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I always thought the second strike was my favorite, and then Mom told me. I think a lot of people do is that the second strike, it it has a lot more uh, going in it that is, that is pretty centralized. It's not so spread out, uh, and you don't have to cover as many of the, uh, as many of the, the facts and the, uh, and setting up the story, et cetera, as you do in the in the first strike. And the third strike also has a lot of different uh, locations, a lot of uh, uh, separate things going on. Uh, so I, I I feel the same way. You know, I move back and forth uh, through the the three strikes, and then uh, and then the additional stories too. Uh, certainly, of course, as a uh, as a father of uh, of five. Uh, 
kids. Uh, I certainly feel a lot of uh, empathy with the Isaac Davis story. The only problem I have is that it's the hardest story for me to tell because or that I may lose my life. And I'm leaving you, my wife, who I love, here in our home with our sick kids who where if something happens to me, you're going to be on your own. I won't ever, I won't see my kids again. I won't see you. And you'll be stuck trying to, to take care of them, to, to try and actually to keep them alive. And I won't be there to help you. Uh, you know, and that's the, the sub story that's going on in my mind. And uh, it's very hard to get through. So, but it's also an important one because it gives you, it gives you a very straightforward look at these folks. How important was was Isaac Davis's decision? How important was it to him? Well, obviously it was very important. He put it before the thoughts of his own life and of his family. He put his responsibility to that he had uh, to his his nation then. And, it, and of course it wasn't a nation it wasn't his nation yet, but it was to his ideas of uh, of safeguarding the freedoms and liberties that he felt uh, were his rights. And uh, so it's a great story. Yeah, I always thought it would be, I'd be okay while I was telling the Isaac Davis part, and I was okay while I was telling it to myself. But as soon as I said, okay, and, okay. But, yeah, <laughs> and that. Dad's good at any of them, basically. Um, he's not someone that really shows a, a whole lot of emotion while he's talking, but you can tell when something is, it gets his attention or it affects him. And he's he's actually good at the first strike as well, so it's hard to decide which one's going to do it when you're going to shoot either Dad or Mom because they're both really good at the first strike. But. We'll be doubling that again uh, in the next year and a half so that uh, we have over a, a thousand instructors uh, going into uh, uh, going into these shoots in uh, 2011. Uh, you guys, that uh, if you have instructors, uh, folks that you would like to uh, give a pat on the back to, uh, to give them some... Uh, uh, recognition for their work. I may try and do that uh, sometime uh, this year. <clears throat> but we want to tell you how much we appreciate you guys out there, Rose. Well, thanks. And we've got several more suits, so you're always welcome. And if it's a loose one, it's near the house, so you guys can actually stay at our house. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. I bet you won't even notice. You won't even notice seven extra mouths to feed there. <laughs> How many there is in your family there at the house? Right now there's five. There's Joseph and Matthew are our older brothers, and they're moved out now. Okay, five kids and then mom and dad. Well, five kids total, yeah, and then mom and dad. Okay. That's uh, that's what we got here. So, like I said, once you – I told my kids, too, we have uh, folks come stay with us and stuff. Uh, our other folks want to, to come with their kids. I said, you know, once you get past – four or five kids, it, after that it really doesn't matter, 
I mean, the number of kids, it could be uh, another five, uh, you know, or another uh, West Texas. And because it was closer for Sam than for anybody else in Texas to get there, uh, Sam went ahead and devoted, uh, uh, I believe, over nine weekends in the last year to that. And, uh, and of course, uh, that just... Uh, uh, that's just an absolute excellent uh, amount of dedication because he also has the shoots in his state to do too. And uh, him coming across the border and helping out, uh, it was certainly something that uh, that we in Texas appreciated. And uh, I, I know that we didn't tell him uh, enough times how much we appreciated it. So I'm trying to get them all in now during uh, the show tonight. Sam, thanks again. Uh, well, you're more than welcome, but... Uh, you know, I'm just paying back the program. When New Mexico got started, and uh, we didn't have any instructors of our own for quite a while. People came from Virginia and Florida and Texas to help us get going. I'm soon on the trail. Well, it's kind of scary to, to hear these tell stories about what it was like for him in England 25, 30 years ago. Uh, the stories sound so familiar to, to what I'm experiencing now. It, it's just scary. Uh, the other person I wanted to thank on top of that was Cameron, because Cameron uh, filled in when V had to take off last year and helped us get over the hump, and he's always been there for us. In the, the heat of trying to get out, <clears throat> get the message out to as many people as rapidly as possible, uh, you know, Folks forget that uh, that the people in this program are not doing it because they're being paid to do it. Uh, they're doing it because uh, because they're doing it from the heart. They're doing it because they believe in it. And uh, we want to we want to make sure that we're recognizing that uh, to do this because uh, not only do we not get paid for being in the program, but uh, it usually ends up uh, costing the people that are doing it quite a bit of money. Uh, so I want to thank you uh, for all of all of the the efforts that you put into it, Ball Dragon. Thank you, Scout. I, I I started looking for Appleseed about the time Fred started thinking about it, and uh, he beat me to it because I was looking. And we have. A whole list. We had Romeo's hero out here that just takes on a whole boatload of responsibility that people don't know about. Uh, we got Double D down in Fresno who's holding down the fort for us down there. We got Eagle Scouter up north along with NorCal 22 Gal who just put on her red hat and they're seven stepping like crazy up there. Uh, they're just like gems in a crown, man. Every one of them is just out beating the bushes. I've got some new IITs. i got four new kids out here that are just spectacular. All of them are between the ages of 10 and 14 or 16. I'm really looking forward to what they're going to do. Um, i got one of the top, the top scorer here in Sacramento with something like a 248. He just signed on and picked up his orange hat, and he's going to be out helping out at uh, Castro Valley this week and taking backers down there for us. I know the, the you know, we've got some crazy laws out here, and we've been fighting for 
oh, shoot, for a couple decades now to try to turn things around. And as soon as I saw Appleseed, I realized that this was the tool. This was exactly what I was looking for, and this will do the job. And it, they make it so easy on me when I go to gun shows and I start telling people about what Appleseed is and telling them about the history and the heritage and the opportunity to go out and meet other people. Uh, I, th- I, I honestly believe it's the majority of the folks. The majority of the folks in California uh, have those same desires and wishes that the, the vocal and hateful minority uh, make it uh, so hard on them that they that is kept as like a dirty little secret, uh, you know. Well, I think that a lot of these people are just misguided. They've got uh, they've got very good intentions, but I don't think their feet are quite on the ground. So, you know, back into people's hands. So many people, uh, so many people nowadays, they grow up without ever coming into contact with the, with a firearm for any reason. Uh, and I've mentioned this before several times too. When I was a kid, uh, I didn't, I didn't know anybody that wasn't uh, that didn't shoot. Everybody I knew uh, used uh, firearms. They used rifles. They went hunting. Uh, they shot for fun. The best in the nation at bringing new shooters into the fold. People like you were just talking about, and that's a very big deal. Because I'm telling you, you changed uh, you changed that woman's attitude about firearms, uh, and took it from being uh, a deadly snake to what it is supposed to be, which is a tool and a right, and uh, and that's what we do every weekend of the year across the nation, as we bring. Fu- uh, before my dad uh, came over in the Dust Bowl, and I stay in contact with him. And uh, a lot of the neighborhoods that I grew up around, it's just the way everybody sounded. And I kind of kept it because I, I'm i more comfortable with it. And uh, I've, even though I was born and raised here in California, I look at some of the people and I just got to shake my head. It's like, I don't know where you came from, but... Me too. <laughs> but... Uh... She picked it up and got on the line, and she did okay for herself. Uh, we have a, a pretty big mix of people here. It's a predominantly rural state, but population has grown a lot in the last 30 years. People come from all over to live here. Right, but they don't, uh, the majority of them don't live rurally. They live in, in the population centers around the towns. Right, in Albuquerque and Rio Rancho and Santa Fe and... and uh, yeah, they're quite a few stuff. Uh, now folks are, are thinking about uh, uh, massage stones and uh, lattes <laughs> and, uh, you know, new age music, stuff like that. <laughs> we, we'd have to ask, <laughs> yeah, we'd have to ask Tom up in Taos about that. They have a, seems like a fair number of them, uh, them folks up there that like, like that latte business, but. Down here in my end of the state, we just drink plain old coffee. Down there, and I'd seen this in New Mexico too when I went through there. But uh, you know, they had uh, oh probably two dozen uh, the outdoor cafes with folks out there sipping uh, these little brightly colored uh, uh, drinks and stuff. But they had these 
like uh, rain sprinklers or these uh, these foggers or misters. That's what they are, misters. They had all these misters uh, going on. Uh, you know, so they were sitting out on these on the cafes, drinking the drinking their the brightly colored drinks with the misters going on. And I thought, man, <laughs> this is going to be a hard sell to these folks. Uh, but I tell you the. The best story I have of the folks uh, is a group showing up here in Texas, uh, probably a little over two years ago. But, uh, they got here, and it was a, a church group, and uh, uh, I don't know, maybe a dozen kids. And the uh, the chaperone was there, was the youth leader there, and he brought me over to his car, to his, his, his car that he had. He opened up the trunk, and he had a big pile of rifles there because he had stopped at all of the pawn shops on the way to the villa and cleaned them out of twenty of the, all the rim fires they had. And, uh, so here, so here's a guy. You know, he was he was dedicated to this. He he brought with uh, clear tape, and, uh, and you know what? The, the kids learned to shoot, and. Uh, and and they've been back uh, several times since then. So that this was a life-changing event for them, and they all said it was. They all, they all told me later it was. We're doing this. We're changing folks one person at a time, but we're doing it at uh, hundreds of locations across the nation weekend after weekend. Right now we can to make sure that we are safeguarding the freedoms and liberties that this nation affords us. And the best way to do that is what we're doing now, one person at a time uh, at these events, getting folks, getting folks, uh, here's another thing my dad would tell me, getting folks' minds right. You've got to get your mind right. And, uh, <laughs> and that's what we're doing with the help of uh, thousands of folks across the nation. Came racing back from uh, a meeting of the Indiana um, Promotions and Planning team. We uh, the only time it would work out was overlapped a little bit with the show, so it was a race to get back here in time. But you know, the between all the good talk, all the good ideas, and a little bit of Chinese buffet, it was it was a little tough there. And uh, we had a real good meeting, and uh, we're just coming off of our uh, KD weekend on Sunday, where we had all our instructors come down and. Had a whole bunch of fun shooting some distance. Me and, and from the program, from all of the hard work that you've done and that you continue to do, Tecris. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. And uh, I will say that uh, I'm just I'm just doing my best to, to keep my grip on uh, Hawk Haven's coattails and try to keep up with him uh, most of the time. Uh, and, you know, if there's anybody in the Indiana program that, you know, we've got a lot of hard workers uh, some of them very visible, some of them, you know, doing the IT kind of stuff and all sorts of background stuff, but you have up really soon. But, you know, really intentional, uh, moving towards some really high-quality stuff that will be ours for us to use. Um, but, you know, before too long, the reporters are going to have to come to the event, uh, if for nothing else, and to deliver a restraining order against the poor guy to, to leave them alone. <laughs> for all the promotional time he's spending. Well, we're, we're at that point in the program where, 
where we finally went out of uh, honest-to-goodness reporting. So the best way to sell advertising is with a sensational story. And the best way to, uh, to get a sensational story is to stretch it in one direction or the other. And, uh, and a lot of times it may not be the best direction that they stretch it into, but folks have to start uh, acknowledging the Appleseed Project now. And uh, and you guys are are you guys have a good grip there? It looks like. I out about this secret group of rednecks in the woods doing crazy stuff. No, these are the people who've already been approaching them, and we look like traditional okay. well, professional. Listen, I, I I don't want to cut you off, but uh, but the British lady just told us there's ten seconds left. <laughs> Actually, only only five now. But what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to get you to come back uh, on another another episode. And uh, and talk to us some more about this because I would like the rest of the folks to hear what you guys are doing so they can emulate it and get their programs ready. Would you be willing to do that? I'd be willing to. I actually should bring Yellow House on. He's the one doing it. He should be the one speaking it. All right. Well, then uh, how about if uh, we set it up so that uh, you guys can come on in, uh, uh, on one of the programs in the next uh, week or so? Uh, sure. And give us your rundown on it. All right, guys, uh, that's going to have to be the end of the show tonight. And I thank everybody uh, for participating, all the folks uh, in the online chat, uh, all the folks listening. 